why the foundation of a successful life is building a leverage stack. To become massively successful, you need to give massive value to the world. But if you think you can do that by just hustling and grinding all day, and I, I'm, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. Like, you see, playing with time is an inherently losing game. We all have 24 hours a day, actually a lot less when you factor in that you need quality sleep, you need downtime, you need time to reward yourself and recharge. So the trade for time is severely limited because there's just so much time you can trade in. Today I'm going to talk about kind of a better way to think about building a remarkable life. We'll, we'll cover the thought framework, we'll cover the principles to, to break through these limits imposed by the amount of time we have. So we'll see actually how these principles form the basis of, of every productivity system, every time management method, and, and most businesses. So it'll be kind of an interesting foundation to start thinking about uh, all the systems you encounter uh, in the topic of productivity. Thinking about time. The key realization in thinking about time is that it's your most valuable asset, simply because it's so scarce. Like, literally, right now, the, the clock is ticking and you're just a few seconds closer to death than you were just a moment ago. Uh, and there's no way to get them back. I'm sorry. Like, but, doesn't it that make sense that you would trade anything for just even a little bit of time saved? I mean, there's just so many things that most of us do every day that are pure wastes of our time. Scrolling through your Instagram feed going to parties of friends you don't really like that much, or or actually even feeling bad and ruminating about things. See, I, I remember Tony Robbins said once, life is too short to suffer, and it kind of struck me. Um, I think there's a time and a place for, for feeling bad, and you know everyone feels bad once in a while, but don't make it last too long, because life is really too short. Um, Antoinette Bosco once said, when anyone asks you to give your time, they're really asking for a drink of your life. So making this realization about time a core part of your thought process helps you make better decisions throughout the day. Uh, for example, I, I learned about how complicated my task management system should be. The goal is that it should save time. So you should put things in so the system can trigger you or help you remember. But don't add tasks that are too detailed so well, you know them anyways, uh, then the system would be just slowing down, slowing you down. So, you probably know you're going to die at some point, so I just wanted to get to this conclusion. Building a remarkable life is maximizing the value of your time. And leverage stacking is the foundation of this. It's not a quick hack or it's not a 10 tips, but it's actually a framework that you can use for the rest of your life. Leverage stacking. Everyone has created a to-do list at some point. Whether you only make it when you're really overwhelmed or you live minute by minute by your task management app, this is an example of what I would call leverage. So you've converted the time and the effort you would need to remember anything and to know what the next action would be. You've converted those to a piece of paper or an application which you can now use and refer to over and over. So you've transitioned from the domain of doing 
into the domain of having. The list is an asset, it's something you own, and it's something that is now helping you, thus making your time more valuable. What I consider leverages is actually much broader than this, of course, like the fact that you can go to the grocery store where they have all the vegetables you'd ever want in a single rack, that's leverage. When you use Facebook to connect with friends across the world, you're using leverage. And so this is what every productivity system does. It creates leverage, um, a system that helps you be more productive, reduces the number of things you have to spend time on and converts them into an asset. So it's something you have instead of do. And so the most powerful thing you can do is producing things that produce leverage. Some examples are setting up a morning routine, um, learning to become an expert with a software you use daily, like your text editor or Excel, uh, and creating playbooks and checklists for things you do often where you tend to miss steps. Leverage stacking then is using the systems and tools you built previously to build new leverage producing systems on top of them. So this way you build up a, a collection over your lifetime, you build up a collection of leverage producing assets that make you more effective, more valuable, more wealthy. Um, I use wealthy kind of broadly here. So not, not just monetary, but also happiness in terms of your relationships and health and stuff. Um, Ray Dalio, for example, understood this principle like a long time ago and built this investment firm Bridgewater Associates around it. Um, so every investment decision they make is codified and it's stored in a kind of artificial intelligence. And that means that they can easily evaluate their decision process later and use all the knowledge from all their previous experiences in every new decision. And today, Bridgewater Associates is one of the most successful investment companies in the world and manages over 150 billion US dollars, which is a huge amount of money. And Dalio actually understood this so well that he published a book with his, his principles, so it's his systems uh, for life and for work, which is a really, really great read, by the way. So if you're, if I piqued your interest, you should check it out. Getting practical. Let's go over some practical ways to get started building your leverage stack. So keep thinking of this as a collection of knowledge and systems that will stay for you for your lifetime. So so really think about this, like this is, I'm gonna build this now and it's gonna stay with me. Like how can I set up something that will always be there and that can always help me? So this is really a long-term vision. Um, and, and kind of keep this question in the back of your head as you as you go along. Okay, so step one is what I call internal leverage, and that's education. Right? So the first system we're working with is of course you. Uh, continuous education is and will always will be the cornerstone of your personal growth. Learning something gets you from zero to producing valuable results and making smart decisions. You need to know what you're doing before you can actually do something meaningful. Listening to this, by the way, is building your internal leverage. So, good job. Uh, so, yeah, you know, go out, read things, buy books, get some courses, learn things, right? And, okay, what are the best things to learn, right? I think, I think you should have a grip on a broad range of subjects, kind of as your basis, kind of be a bit smart everywhere. 
and then specialize in a narrow in one small skill that is both rare and valuable and then kind of as a meta skill at the same time try and train yourself so you're able to concentrate for a long time without getting distracted um, actually about these two topics there's an author called cal newport he's written two books um, and they're really really interesting the one is called first one is called so good they can't ignore you which is about uh, why finding your passion is kind of kind of bullshit <laughs> and why rare and valuable skills are, are a much better idea to look at. And his other book is called Deep Work, which is about thriving in a world of distraction. The second step is external leverage or systemization. And this is the core of your leverage stack. This is where you stop doing things and you start creating things. So from now on, I want you to try to look around and look at what you do and look at what other people do around you and notice that a lot of the things in this world are actually relatively simple repeated processes or a combination of those processes. So then you can you can formalize these processes. You can turn them into a system and that makes it so that you don't have to think about doing it anymore. You still have to do it, but you don't have to think about this. And this is really not hard, like a simple checklist, it can be a really good system. So, so now that you don't have to think about doing it, you can start thinking about how to improve these processes. So you might find a way to simplify some steps, you make them run faster, or maybe even delegate them. Like if you have a checklist for all the things you do personally, you can later just send a checklist to someone else and that person will do it just as well, right? So you've just created something that gives you leverage and thus increases the value of your time. And because systems don't disappear, they can build on top of each other and their value kind of grows exponentially, right? Um, you can use this to keep building more powerful systems or you can use it to gain more freedom because your time is more valuable. So for the same value, you can spend less time, right? Okay. This is the stuff that creates wealth. This is what increases productivity and actually our entire society. Things that reduce effort and things that increase the value of the employees, their time. Um, so if you use your time to create things that leverage your time forever. So you change from doing things into having things. And contrary to the ability to do, which is limited by the amount of time there is, your ability to have is practically limitless. And when I was thinking about this, I thought this is actually basically what makes businesses profitable and the, this power of systemization. And it's not just limited to like a set of industries or products. It's not just IT. It's actually fundamentally part of how work in a business is organized. Like because employees, they're paid for their time, right? They do work, but they also produce assets and the things that the employees use are owned by the company. So that means that the company owns the leverage, the really the thing that grows really quickly, and that creates a lot of value. And all the employees enjoy the the value of these of this leverage. So that means that the value of a business can grow much more rapidly than the costs of the employees. So your value your, your value is actually determined by the time you spend doing things and by the leverage you have. So that's kind of your support system, right? So <clears throat> sorry, your um, 
your leverage, the things you do, systems you created, they're, they're the things you own and they increase your value because your time is multiplied by the value of your systems. And to make process, to make progress, you use the time to create things that give you leverage in the future, thus making your time more valuable and increasing your value. Step three, passive leverage or automation. You saw it coming. The ultimate outcome is, of course, eliminating human effort completely or almost completely and automating the job. So once you've systemized and you've optimized the process, it's probably fairly straightforward to make it run automatically. Um, this is where simple tools like IFT or Zapier, Zapier come in, or more advanced solutions like robotic process automation tools and, and just custom programming, right? Um, yeah, and yes, this is this is more the domain of IT, right? Um, but I think the more important takeaway of this episode is, is that you don't need automation to make processes run more efficiently. It's okay if there's still a human factor. People people work better if they have a checklist, if they know what to do, and if you free them up so they can focus more on the creative tasks that humans truly excel at. So start creating instead of consuming. Turn your capabilities into assets that create value without your intervention, and then just keep stacking that leverage. So in summary, one, build systems that produce leverage so that allow you to do more valuable work. Then stack these systems, keep building new systems that make use of the previous ones. And then finally, use them to reduce your effort, to reduce your time spent so you can focus more on the creative tasks that you as a human truly excel in. Thank you for listening.